I'm Rebecca. I'm Sarah. And I'm Allie, and you're listening to Desk Chair Detectives. Um, before I start, I would like to tell the three people that are listening that <laughs> I it is 5.31 on a Friday, and I changed my story at 3.45. I can't believe that. How yeah. did you do that? It takes me so long to write. Same. Yeah, well, uh, along with that warning, I also say I have yet, I have not read through this all the way. <laughs> so it might be a Hot Mess Express episode, but, you know. I think it'll be good. We can't always be all pulled together. No, I give you so much credit. Yeah. Well, that's... wait till the end before. <laughs> <laughs> we will be the judge of that. Yeah, you'll be the judge of that. Uh, so I'm going to tell you a story about two of the biggest losers I've ever read about. Me and Rebecca? <laughs> yeah, Allie and Rebecca. Say. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, they're just like evil and stupid. So like me and Allie. Yeah. <laughs> At least you're saying it to our face. <laughs> yeah, I'll say it to your face. Um, and it's just like, I like not that I like stories like this, but it just like boggles my mind when like two people just really find each other. Um, and this story reminds me a lot of the first episode, the um, pizza killers. Um, it's just like a story where two people have nothing better than nothing better to do. So they're like, let's just be evil and do terrible things. Well, that is kind of like your first story then. Right. It yeah. really, really is. Um, so the year is 2006 and Brian Lee Draper and Corey Michael Adamchick. I feel like you're going to know this one. I'm like, like when you said that, like what the circumstances were, I'm like, I feel like I'm going to know, but those names don't sound familiar to me. I think once I get into it, you're really going to know. Okay. Oh, also I'd like to say this is, um, another story that's spooky stabby oh spooky okay. stabby yeah stupid spooky stabby love yeah um so these two brian and tori were bffs they're both boys tori is apparently a boy's name as well um <laughs> they met when brian moved from utah to idaho and they were both kind of misfits um they mostly kept to themselves, but they real these two just really bonded over their love of movies and their interest in serial killers. That's kind of like us. It is well, you're nothing like these two. Um, so they both love serial killers, right? They loved watching murdery movies, and Tori was this is a red flag, his favorite movies, and he was obsessed with Scream, the Scream franchise. But something I found that was interesting about these two was like, obviously they had an interest in true crime, which is like, who doesn't? But the thing that really intrigued them was that the it was like the killers they liked and that they were like very interested in the fame that mm. these people would get. So mm. like they like idolized people like Ted Bundy, the Zodiac Killer and the Hillside Strangler. So like the people from Scream. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's all uh, making sense, right? Yeah. 
And these two just like both decided that they wanted that spotlight that these like killers had. So they came up with a plan to get what they wanted. So in August of 2006, Tori had asked one of their older friends to purchase a few knives for him. Um, He said he told the older friend that he wanted to start like a knife collection, which another red flag. Yeah, why are you going to say knife club? I'd be like that. Yeah, knife club. (laughs) The older friend agreed and took the two boys to a pawn shop. Um, I'll also say they were juniors in high school when when this was happening. Okay. Yeah. That's young. Yeah. Like what, 16? Uh, Yeah, I think 16 at the time. Um, so when they got to the pawn shop, each boy picked out their own knife. Um, okay. and around this time, the two boys also started filming themselves coming up with their twisted plan. Um, the videos, some of them are online and a lot of them have been like redacted, but you can find the transcripts. Um, and I'm going to read a lot of what the video said. Oh god, okay. <laughs> so in one of the videos, the boys can be heard talking about a female they were planning to attack. In the video, Brian says, We're going for a high death count. We're going to make history. We're gonna make history. And to that, Tori responds, For all you FBI agents watching this, uh, you weren't quick enough. And then Brian replies, You weren't quick enough and you weren't smart enough. And we're going over to her house and we're going to snoop around over there and try to see if she's home alone or not. And if she's home alone, splat, she's dead. Oh my God. Right? This is someone that like, was this someone they knew from school or like they're friends with? So at this point, they never said, they didn't say who they were talking about in the videos up up to this point. Can I just ask a question? Yeah. They only kill one person, correct? Maybe. I'm just trying to like rack my brain because the video <laughs> transcript that you read, I'm like, I feel like I read it. I don't know. But the yeah. people that I'm thinking about only ended up killing one person. Maybe. Okay, I'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> so now that was August. So in September of uh, September 21st, 2006, it's a Thursday. So uh, on September 21st, 2006, it was a Thursday, there is footage of them discussing how they feel that there should be no laws against killing people, because if you restrict something from someone, they're going to want to do it more. Um, That's they, logic, you know? Right? right? <laughs> That's purge, purge, purge <laughs> vibes. <laughs> yeah, I told you, these are two really smart people. Um, where were their parents right (laughs) Um, they then go on to say that the next day they had been invited to their friend cassie's house or they've Mm. been invited to their friend by their friend cassie to come over to her aunt's house because she was house sitting and she had plans to watch a movie with her boyfriend so she invited them over then they talk about how when they get to cassie's house they're going to lure her boyfriend, Matt, outside and kill him. In the video, in the video, you hear Brian. He's like really excited. He says, we found our victim. And as sad as it may be, she's our friend. But you know what? We all have to make sacrifices. Our first what? victim is going to be Cassie Stoddart. 
she is going to be alone in a big dark house out in the middle of nowhere. How perfect can you get it? It's going to be so fun. Psycho. I, right? I, okay. I, I do remember this one. Yeah. Now. And then Tori says, we are six psychopaths who get their pleasure off killing other people. The tape ends with Brian saying, murder is power. Murder is freedom. Goodbye. So okay. like normal. Yeah. Right. We'll I mean, me and my friends in high school used to make like, we would record videos, but like we would do like fake nanny cam things. Like we thought we were funny and we'd make like fake infomercials. <laughs> just like a little different. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just a tad. Were right? you killing people in the infomercial? No, it was for like restless leg syndrome. We thought that was hilarious. <laughs> Oh, that was really God. that was really cool in high school <laughs> so that was on thursday right oh my gosh the next day it's friday if you thank you sarah <laughs> those are the days of the week now <laughs> if you weren't uh, aware friday comes after thursday so, so the following friday yeah so you this, didn't know yeah so <laughs> the next day these psychopath losers filmed cassie at her locker you can see them you can see her in the footage she's so like just like a, i mean i'm pretty sure they're a year older than me and it just like looked like us in high school like she's just putting her little books into her locker just like minding her own business she's literally like the only one in this hallway it's like really creepy and they come up to her and they're like Cassie Cassie like say hi to the camera and she like looks at them kind of like hi and then they're like see ya they say see ya and like walk away yeah I remember seeing that video clip I think it's so eerie like it's just like I hate because because she was the only one in the hallway which is like what are the odds of that too right they were really like following her I feel like and just weird um so that was in the morning when they took that video and then around lunchtime they just they didn't go to the rest of the classes the rest of the day they just like hung out in a classroom which i thought was weird like no one was like shouldn't you be in class i don't know wait this was idaho right yeah yeah okay so they were sitting in a classroom together um making a video another one of their famous videos and they're like sitting at this table together writing out their plans for the night like writing it down in paper and they're calling it their death list oh my god just like casually right and they say one of them says sorry to cassie's family but she had to be the one we have to stick with the plan she's perfect she's gonna die and then they start laughing what and then there's like you can definitely tell in the transcripts like they they were trying to like I think they thought that someone could hear them or there was like a teacher in the classroom. So they start acting like pretending like they were like studying. They're like, what's the answer to number two? And like, they think they're so mm. smart and stuff. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah, but then they go back to their desk plan. Don't worry. So they go on to say something like, if you're watching this, it probably means that we're dead, but they hope their plan goes smoothly and that they wish good luck to other future serial killers. Okay. Okay. They also talk about how they have already tried this plan 10 times, but every time they went to attack one of their victims, they ended up not being home alone. So their patience is about to pay off. Like they were saying these in school, like in a classroom. 
Like no one, like how did no one hear that happening? <laughs> I mean, if I was in that classroom, I would definitely be like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Go to the office and be like, someone might want to go check on those two weirdos. Damn. Right? Uh, so later that night, Cassie headed over to her aunt's house to start house sitting. Um, they had, I think, three cats and two dogs. So she just pretty much like had to feed them and like hang out with them. And then a little while after she got there, her boyfriend, Matt, came over. Um, and eventually they were joined by Brian and Tori. And because uh, they had plans to watch a movie together. And before they started the movie, Cassie gave her boyfriend and the friend and the two dorks um, a tour of the house. She showed them the whole entire house, like all the bedrooms. It's like a, it looks like a, it, the house is very like, like a development type thing, but with a lot of space around it. It's like a big, nice house, right? Oh. So I'm sure she was so excited. She was like, I get to be like fancy for the weekend, you know, like mm-hmm. living her best life. Especially when you're a teenager, you don't get like alone time like that. Yeah, yeah. 16 years old. You know? Yeah, that's a lot of like, my parents are trusting me. This is a lot of responsibility. It's like yeah. the first time being an adult. Yeah. And yeah. she was a really like, she she was like known to be really responsible and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm sure like she took it serious. Yeah. Um, so during the house tour, she like showed them all the bedrooms and stuff. And then she even showed them the basement. Mm. Mm-mm. After the tour, they started the movie. They're watching Kill Bill, if you're wondering. Um, And like halfway through it, Brian and Tori get up and they're like, oh, we're actually going to leave. We're going to go to the movie theater. And they're like, okay, cool. Great, bye. Great, bye. Um, But like I said before, they were on a house tour, right? And when they were in the basement, they had unlocked the door without Cassie knowing. Um, Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, so that they had a way to get back in later so they actually did get in their car and drive away but they had just parked down the street uh, where once again they whip out the video camera and film themselves talking and they said we're here in the car and unfortunately we have the grueling task of killing our two friends yep we're really nervous but you know we're ready they so they wanted about, to kill Matt too? Yep. They had plans to kill Matt as well. Um, so they talk about how they're, um, they were excited that there was a lot of like places to hide in the house. Oh, God. Um, then they changed into all black clothing and put on white masks. Like the movie Scream. Like Scream, yeah. Yep. And they snuck back into the house from the basement. And instead of just like attacking Cassie and Matt right away, they decided that they wanted to mess with them first. Um, and they, their plan, their hope was that they would lure them into the basement to like really scare them. Um, what? They started or they would make- call 911. Yeah, right? <laughs> like what? Yeah. So they started making loud noises. Like they were knocking into things. They threw like an ashtray around and like let it shatter on the stairs. But it's just like a very odd like events of the evening but like Cassie and Matt didn't go downstairs to investigate they just like stayed up I also think it was like like I said it was a big house so I think they were I think there was like um a living room on like the top floor like a movie room and that's Mm -hmm. kind of where they were so it wasn't like the basement was like right below them it was like so they probably didn't even hear anything. Oh, yeah, okay. so they just heard like little bumps or something. And you know, it's a it's a house they're not familiar with, whatever. Right, yeah. 
but they were, they did hear something and they were, were starting to get um, a little like creeped out. Um, but because they didn't come downstairs, the Brian and Tori were like getting annoyed. So they decided to turn out the power. They like turned the breaker off. Oh god! Um, but Cassie and Matt still did not go downstairs. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but which is so smart. Do not go downstairs. Yeah, they clearly paid attention during Scream to like the real, <laughs> you know, the yeah. real message. Don't go out where this killer is. Um, but they definitely felt like something weird was going on. So Matt called his mom because remember they're sixteen. He called his mom and asked if he could stay the night with Cassie because she was she was way more scared than Matt was. Um, and his mom was like, uh, no way. <laughs> but yeah. she did say that Cassie could come stay at their house. She's like, I'm not going to let you stay there unsupervised, but like you right. can come, she come here. But like I said, Cassie was like really res- uh, responsible and she didn't feel right leaving the animals in the house alone. Aww. So she decided to stay. So at around 1030, Matt's mom came to pick him up. And Cassie was now alone in the oh. house with these two psychos. Oh, God. So, I just know that kid's probably so, like... Just yeah. wait. It gets so much worse. It gets so much worse. Every, like, I knew the base of the story, but I didn't know, like, all the, uh, like, crazy little details. Yeah. So when Matt got home, he actually called Tori because they were friends and he was like oh we're like what are you guys up to like why did you leave or whatever and he said that Tori was acting weird on the phone he was like whispering and could barely even hear him but that Matt just kind of chalked it up to be like oh well he went to the movie theater he's probably just like whispering in the theater um so he was just like okay whatever but what Tori was actually doing was he was in the basement he was still in the basement with brian and um now that matt was gone he cut the lights again to freak cassie out even more hoping that she would come downstairs if she didn't come downstairs with her boyfriend like she's not coming downstairs by herself like yeah absolutely not no um so they're like getting annoyed and impatient so they decided that they're gonna just go upstairs so brian was wielding a dagger and tori had a hunting knife okay right okay and when they got to the stairs, <laughs> the top of the stairs, they started slamming the doors and Cassie was on a couch, like watching TV still. And she popped up and started yelling, like, who is that? And that is when they like rushed her and they started attacking her. Hell no. She, yeah. <laughs> she had over 30 stab wounds oh. and they said at least 12 of them would have been fatal no oh god yeah honestly i'm surprised it was only 30 based on these psychopathic boys right um so they did not stick around they immediately left the house and they drove to a remote area where they ditched their clothing and weapons and like lit it on fire um and when they were in the car they recorded themselves again and they're like heavy they're breathing heavily and they sound like really excited and they're like almost like cheering themselves on they're like we just killed cassie this is not a joke i stabbed her in the throat and i saw her lifeless body just disappear i'm shaking dude i just killed cassie that felt like it wasn't even real it went by so fast 
oh my god they would definitely be those types of people like if this happened today to be on like uh instagram live or something like live stream Mm -hmm. the whole thing Yeah. yeah they're just idiots so then after they like burn their clothing they did go to the movie theater to buy a ticket um so they had like that as their alibi uh, the next day, Matt tried to call Cassie and was getting worried that she wasn't answering him. Um, Cassie's mother was also getting worried because she obviously couldn't get in contact with her daughter either. But none of them went over there. I think they mm-hmm. probably chalked it up to like, you know, she's hanging out in the house by herself, having a good time, whatever. Yeah. Um, Matt, so that the next day after Friday comes. Saturday. Saturday. So that was when he, he Saturday, no one had heard from her, right? So Matt calls Tori up again and is like, hey, you want to hang out? And Tori's like, yeah, sure. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> so he spent the whole day hanging out with um Tori at his at Tori's house. Uh-huh. And at one point he even asked Tori, he was like, Hey, I haven't heard from Cassie all day. Like, can you drive me back to her aunt's house? I want to make sure that she's all right. And Tori's like, oh, I don't have enough gas to make the trip. So I can't drive you. And Matt was just like, oh, okay. And then he slept at his house. They had a sleepover. No. Oh, God. I I don't know. Do like boys share the bed when they have sleepovers? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I think... My boyfriend could sleep anywhere. He slept on a kitchen counter once, so I don't think so. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I think my brother, like, when he would have sleepovers, I just keep wanting to like call it, won't. like, a slumber party. Yeah, they would, like, they sleep on the wouldn't. hardwood floor. Yeah. Or, like, three rooms apart. Yeah. Because they, like, can't. Right. They God. can't share a bed. Meanwhile, I'm, like, snuggling up on all my girlfriends in <laughs> one queen-size bed. Yeah. We're all cuddling, like, let me find like, how many girls can fit in a bed? Is yeah. <laughs> um, so okay, the next day now sunday days of the week right at about 1 15 cassie's aunt uncle and young cousin returned home no. when they pulled up to the house they were all like kind of freaked out because all the doors were open so oh. like that's weird so they go okay. in and the 13 year old cousin was the one who found the gruesome scene of what had happened to Cassie. Mm. So like at this time, they're they're freaking out, right? Everyone's screaming, like call 911. At first they didn't re- like they didn't, didn't like click who it was. They were just yelling like someone's dead. And at the same time, Cassie's family's pulling up to pick her up. No oh, the weekend. So like they have to tell her them what's happening. Like I'm sure the parents went inside just like terrible. Um, so obviously the whole community was like shaken and everyone just went immediately started working on this case. But amazingly, shockingly, it did not take the police long to narrow in on these two morons because (laughs) they obviously talked to Matt and Matt had told them that they were hanging out with these two kids the night before. So on Monday, detectives went to Tori's house to talk to him about what happened but Tori lied and said they just left the house and went to go to see a movie but when they were asking him about the movie he couldn't remember what the movie was called or what it was about or anything that happened in the movie right so okay 
yeah they're like all right we're gonna go talk to brian so when they get to brian's house he's sitting there crying <laughs> and he's fucking loser right is he crying for him can't even hold it yeah. he can't even hold it together yeah so um they he he told the cops the same thing that you know they left the house and they went to see a movie but he could remember what movie it was he said it was a movie called pulse didn't look it up that kind of sounds familiar i'm I'm looking it up while we talk look it up tell me 2006 yeah yeah but when they asked him what the movie was about he couldn't remember a single detail okay it's um with kristen bell and ian salmer halder and after her boyfriend commits suicide, a psychology student and her friends begin receiving unsettling emails and video messages. So it was a scary movie. <laughs> oh, okay. Great. It did I not mean, get good reviews. 11%. I was in high school in 2006. <laughs> I was in sixth grade. Shut up. I hate you. I had Google. Did I have Google? I had internet yes. access. Yes. Google was definitely a thing back then. Google a movie. Right. Now Google's a movie. Do it's, the bare minimum. The bare minimum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And okay. not cry when the police come over. <laughs> yeah. To house. yeah, exactly. So they were like, hmm, something's fishy here. So the next day they took Brian to the police station. So they asked him to come in and he still could not remember anything about the movie. You, like you sit, the cops ask you if you remember the movie, you say, no, they leave. The first thing I would do would Google that movie and be like, okay, what is this about? Right, the next of day, course. he still hasn't done it next day still no clue what this movie is about right um and it's so, not like they would believe they were like making out with girls in the back because they were fucking losers no no <laughs> they're like pimply dorks um so when he like still doesn't know any details about this movie the cops just straight up say they're like we don't actually think you went to the movies and he was like oh you're right we didn't um, we were just we were we were just driving around trying to steal things out of cars so the cops like look at his parents they're like hey can we like check out his room and they're like go for it 100 percent." they're like yes please take him <laughs> yeah right you don't want him anymore so under his bed they found like a a knife cover mm-hmm. So they went back to Brian and they're like, um, what is this? Listen here, pal. Yeah. And then, so during that interview, he breaks down and he confesses, but he has a very interesting take on what happened that night. He said that when they got to the, he like tells them everything, like how it happened, but where things start to change, he says, when they got to the top of the stairs, he slammed the door to scare her. And he thought Tori was only going to pretend to stab Cassie. But when he saw the real blood, he thought that they were now pranking him. Because why would there be blood if we were just going to pretend to stab her? So he was kind of blaming it all on Tori, saying that like he did everything. Yeah. Oh my God. And he said, so then he says he denied stabbing or touching Cassie at all. And then later he changed his story to he had to stab Cassie to keep Tori from turning on him. And Tori just kept looking at it, looking at him and repeating, you need to stab her. So he just, he, he only stabbed her in the leg guys. Like he didn't do anything. Innocent. That bad. Yeah. Totally. Innocent. He, really. He's the victim. My God. 
Also, <laughs> wouldn't they know like how many times each of them stabbed her based on the different knives that they had? Yeah, one was a hunting knife and one was a dagger. So I'm sure those are very different blades. Yeah, like, yeah, and like when they probably had like wounds on their hands. I would yeah. think. From... Yeah, she had a lot of like defensive wounds. Yeah, so just like not good. Um, so Brian's an idiot. And he also took the police to where they had burned their clothes and stashed the knives. And just when you think these two couldn't get any smarter, they didn't even make sure everything was burned all the way. Because these cops are like, oh, what is this? And they find the video recording, like the oh tape. Oh my God. Well, like, and they it was like, wanted to get caught. Yeah, yeah it's like the, that's the worst thing that they could have found was right. them literally admit like, like it's different if they just like had these knives and then it was just like yeah they're boys yeah right like this shows how premeditated everything was for months they had been like they said they were out they've been stalking her for they tried 10 times and she was just never home alone and um so they were able to take the footage and like repair it and then this obviously became the most like crucial evidence in the case so Brian and Tori were arrested on September 27th of 2006 and charged with first degree murder and conspiracy to commit first degree murder. And during the interrogations, obviously each of them blamed each other. So at the trial, the prosecution revealed that Brian was really inspired by Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold who committed the Columbine high school massacre. Um, And Tori said that he was inspired by the Scream horror franchise. Were they tried Um, together on the same? No, they had separate trials. Um, Brian was convicted on April 17th, uh, 2007. And then Tori was convicted on June 8th, 2007. Um, they both were convicted of first degree murder and each received a mandatory sentence of life imprisonment without the possibility of parole and 30 years to life for being convicted of conspiracy to commit murder. Good. Um, They both did a whole bunch of appeals and all of them were overturned. But I was reading this thing where i don't like the way you look right now yeah i know i know it's actually it's like bad for like a lot of cases but i think the supreme court we're we're big fans of this week uh (laughs) (laughs) he just hit a nerve (laughs) sorry um they ruled there was like pretty okay there's pretty much this case or this trial where they're saying that children who get convicted of these like life sentences should not get the like maximum um penalties because their brains are still developing and because their brains are still developing they are capable of change i'm sorry but you can't fix that stupid of a person yeah like he they will not develop to be smarter than that yeah so i i what i from what I could understand in the five seconds I was reading the article, um, <laughs> it did pass. That law did pass. So now, and then they were trying to figure out if it was retroactive to 
to other cases. And I think, so they have to go back and look at all of these cases where children, air quotes, these 16, 17 years old, um, have these life imprisonment charges or death penalty charges and um, see if they should reduce their sentence. So as of right now, they are still in prison. They're in prison together. Oh, don't like that. (laughs) Yeah. They are both serving their time at the Idaho State Correctional Institution, if you want to send them a letter. Um, (laughs) And yeah, all of their, they, I think um, Tori has like appealed a couple times because he said like they didn't pull character witnesses for him and he was like upset with his like lawyers or something, but I couldn't imagine anything would have, anyone would have anything nice to say about him. It's just crazy that like, something that is so clear that they did it yeah how how is there even a question that they should overturn anything or appeal it like Like, it's clear as day it's video of them saying right yeah yeah Yeah. like they don't have any it's such a waste of money and resources that's another fucking thing wrong with this country sorry and usually in a lot of cases like like the pizza one for example there was like the one kid who was definitely like the idea guy right like it was his idea and he just had like a friend who had like a low iq or whatever but these two were both like egging each other on like it did from what i could see like even i watched some of the videos and they are both equally in it yeah that one wasn't like a leader over the other or an influence yeah please um so in 2010 um, cassie's family filed a civil lawsuit against the idaho school district claiming that the school authorities were negligent and should have known that these two boys posed a threat to others. But the civil court and the Idaho Supreme Court dismissed the case saying the actions of the killers were not foreseeable. And like, I get it. Like, obviously, if no one did report, like, did they have a hiss? I didn't see anything with like, they had a history of being reported to the school or like, never really got in trouble before right yeah but i mean, I mean like I also really... you're making murder videos in, in class. class yeah i mean i don't really see it as like the school's responsibility yeah but like the if they said that there was no way to know that these guys would do something like this that i don't agree with yeah like but the whole like school like the school should have known yeah that i would a, definitely I, think that like some of their classmates definitely knew and probably are still feeling guilty about yeah not saying anything and the the it, this obviously affected the family a lot but i was reading that like um it took years for cassie's family to even be able to like talk about her or talk about what happened oh. and the aunt and uncle's family also like really suffered the ones yeah. who found her the oh, um, God, yeah. aunt the aunt which i believe it was like the aunt um through blood right she like fell into like a terrible depression and lost her job and like they tried to sell the house and like have never been able to do it mm. and the the cousin who found her had attempted to like kill herself oh, God. Um, oh my God. because she was having trouble dealing with like the trauma from what of had course. happened oh my god, um, god they, they should sue those fuckers again and yeah. they should get more right. time out of their sentence yeah um but obviously like the biggest tragedy was just like 
Cassie was just trying to like hang out with her people that she thought were her friends. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, like that's so heartbreaking. It's not some like two creepy dudes that you went to high school with. It was yeah. like they were friends. Yeah. Um, Cassie was described as vibrant and outgoing. She had a passion for music and drawing. Teachers loved her and she was super hardworking. Um, she was college bound and she had dreams of becoming a lawyer. Uh, and her brother described her as his role model. He was Aww. little. He was little when it happened. So, did um, either of them ever say anything about it? Like, did they I ever, didn't. Like, I, I didn't see anything. Yeah, I didn't see anything. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't think so. I was just curious. <laughs> but okay. Also, also okay. Right. So I saw this thing that i think it's i thought i thought that like if you do a crime like this you would get separated obviously in jail Mm, but yeah they so in both of their trials they um obviously point like pointed the finger at the other one but they like still remained friends and they actually took them on the same bus to the prison together Stop it! and they sat next to each other and the bus the, the driver could like hear what they were talking about and they were both like oh you know I'm not mad at you oh I'm not mad at you like we did like we did what we had to do to get through the trial and um they were like asking the driver they're like come on we're just dumb kids like let us off the bus like can't you just let us go what so, like just Ugh. so like naughty delusional yeah delusional. delusional yeah oh my god they really found each other these two yeah and they're definitely old enough to know what they yeah are doing yeah I don't buy that they're children nonsense no No, not at all like I think we were talking last week or two weeks or whatever like there was a like 10 year old boy who killed like a three-year-old a 10 year old's actions are way different than the 16 year old 17 year old's actions right yeah because I like like some kids like at that age don't know the weight of their actions and don't know the consequence of their actions and the permanency that like what they do will have like i don't know very interesting yeah i wonder how matt is that poor guy he was like the last one this year and was like and then he spent like the whole next day with them that i would have i would have punched tori in the face so hard i would have also gone to jail for murder same yeah like and like also i was thinking about like matt's mom yeah like thank god well like i go back and forth like would things have ended differently if right that had stayed or would he be dead too like yeah i feel like he would have been dead too that's what i think too or they would have or they would have said crap let's try this for an 11th time and then would have finally got her alone yeah and like why i'm sure it was like why didn't i make her come back to our house like yeah but like these, if they tried it like eleven times, I feel like it, or ten times, I feel like it was inevitable that like they would have gotten her alone at some point, and they would have yeah. attacked her. Nothing was stopping them. Yeah. Now, if it wasn't, if it wasn't her, it would have been someone else. Yeah. Oh, well, that was sad. the murder of Cassie Joe Stoddart. Was there a documentary about this? Because I feel like I must have watched it. When I so when I was googling, I would type <laughs> in her name and like Cassie Joe Stoddart documentary kept coming up, but I didn't actually see um like a, 
a link or something to it. I, I mean, I did. It was watch... like an episode of like Dateline or something. I don't remember. So there's, it looks like there's a show called Solved. Um, I watched one of, well, I'll tell you one of my sources now. It was, it's, it's this YouTube channel called Explore With Us. And it's a case almost too terrifying to mention, Cassie Joe's daughter. But it looks like there's an episode of Solved about her. It's just so messed up. She was so cute too. Like, yeah, can you show us pictures of all of them? Yeah. So this is Cassie. Oh, she's so pretty. Right? Yeah. Feeling herself. And these are the two losers. Ugh. Ew. Oh my God, he looks so, the kid on the right looks so young. Yeah. Yeah. And their voice is like, in the videos are like high pitch like they're they are like kids but it's like yeah. how do you do something that well, i think it's all, i think it's also because like our media and stuff with like high school kids and tv shows and stuff they're like 25 plus yeah so we think they yeah. look older but like they're they're developed and not children it's just it shocking like there's a movie you're sorry when yeah. the lights go out it looks like an acted movie though which feels yeah, I don't a little think like a uh, <laughs> little weird little weird it's just ugh, it's disgusting well ugh. that was depressing but good job yeah. Sarah thank you happy weekend everyone <laughs> are you ready Rebecca I have like an idea what I want to do but we'll see all right we're, we'll, we'll figure it out is it a murder a death a um i think stooky stooky i think it's i think it's just gonna be like multiple stabbies stabby okay. stabby stabby like like many stabbies wow all right i'm ready yeah if i if i go with it that's what i'm thinking yeah, I always like change, you know, I always change my mind after I say, yeah, yeah I'm doing this one. Oh, no, I, I, I have to do it tomorrow, though, because next week is so bad yeah. for me. Work? Like, I, yeah. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's say goodbye, and then I want to tell you the one I was going to do. Okay. Great okay. job, Sarah. Thank you. Woo! Bye. Bye. Goodbye.